Testing one, two, three. We'll see where we're at here. I'm trying to split this right here. All right. So, uh, uh, oi, oi. Happy New Year's. It's a new year. Uh, today is the January 1st of 2021. Yep. I'm just going to kick this off, man. Hope everybody had a, a great holiday and... I mean, we're all up in the winter solstice. We're getting dark prisons of the Pharisees. Uh, <clears throat> anyway, Samson got his hair sheared. He got she- he got sheared. Uh, sheared like a sheep. Or fleeced. He got fleeced like a sheep. We're going to do chapter five. Yeah, for the guinea pigs, it's called auditory harassment. And then I, I want to touch bases here on some... Um, some some of the uh, some of the effects that I've been feeling or experienced from all this auditory harassment. That's that. What's that look like? Okay, I guess that's a little better. Bring this up here. <clears throat> all right, I, you know this one right here. This this uh, host right here don't let you uh, broadcast live or pod- podcast live rather. So it's just all recorded. And then I got to go back and edit it, which is I do. And I've been learning about that is uh, I have a coworker, and he does political, uh, he does like political documentaries and, um, and I, he might do like a show or something. I might have a podcast or some, some odd sort. And he's talking about, we'd be talking at work and he's like, man, I do a lot of research before I put anything together cover all his bases and I think about that I'm like yeah that's a good pointer right there to do more research like how I come across uh, little side notes that I take on these uh on these chapters and that I could uh uh go back through and um refer to those notes and research them a little better uh, and then sometimes I'll get stuck thinking about oh, I don't know what the hell that means and I'll have them write it down I have to fucking look it up but then I, I edit, I come back, and I, I learn how to uh, splice onto this on this auditory, or auditory, audible, <laughs> audible harassment. <clears throat> uh, 
I'm an amateur. I'm not doing nothing professional. Obviously, that other dude, he 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 collaborates with other professionals and such. And me, I, I'm just fucking winging it. But I did, matter of fact, I did download me some because uh, I got this new computer, man. I got this computer and it's a little bit more high powered, and uh, it's got it's a cyber cyber tech, a gaming computer, and uh, I want something that's got some power behind it, man, so I can do my music and stuff. And uh, so I downloaded me some, uh, what, I got Cakewalk, and uh, I got some Zen Beats, some some DAWs, and then I got me a bunch of, um, was it Ugly Tone, uh, MIDI pack for a bunch of drum samples. But I'm a, I'm an I'm an analog. I'm a, I learned an analog back in the day when I was going when I was learning about audio and doing sound and such. It was pretty cool, man. So I remember everything was um, analog back then. And then I lost touch with all that, with that uh, passion that I had for uh, for sound and music, and and doing. I was a little road tech and sound tech, and I worked in a recording studio. Back in the day, like Freeway Entertainment down Costa Mesa, Santa Ana, in the South Coast Metro area, area, a little little rec- rehearsal recording studio, and uh, that's when I first got, started going to school for uh, concert sound production, and uh, at Orange Coast College in Costa Mesa back in '94. But um, <clears throat> I lost touch with all that, and I did I did uh, this one band. Uh, named Fiend and uh, out of Bakersfield, and I was their little sound tech. And we went to the studio, the old Buck Owens bowling, uh, building right there on uh, on, on uh, Chester Lane in Oildale, and we recorded the CD. And I did the mixing on it, and did sing some backup vocals. And uh, and then we went to the Whiskey A Go Go in time, and we played with Three B Asylum, and uh, we used to share a studio with them, a rehearsal studio. But I fucking, I, we got to play. I met fucking Bill Bill Ward of Black Sabbath, the drummer for Black Sabbath, and uh, it was pretty cool, man. He was upstairs and drank some tea, and I showed him how I used to play drums in prison with some rolled up paper tube, uh, paper roll them up like a stick and shit, and uh, tape them together, glue them together with soap. If they stay, they stay together. And yeah, the dude, old Bill Ward, man, he. Uh, They'd been sober for like 15 years or something at that time. What was that, 97? 97, yeah. That's why I moved to Bakersfield. <clears throat> so it was pretty cool, dude. I got to, I got to hang out a little bit. and He didn't play the drums that night. He was singing. He was fronting that, the Bill Ward band. And I, touched, I lost touch with my, uh, with my passion in doing the audio. So everything now is computerized and digital. And I've got to relearn all my fucking stuff that I had, was trying to learn back then in the 90s so anyway so i'm now i'm gonna do uh <laughs> now i'm gonna make i'm gonna i got some lyrics and stuff written and i've been trying to i've been playing i get a little i get a spark in me sometimes and i'll pick up my bass and i'll start plucking away at it and i'll learn a song and i'll be singing it and then uh yeah but then and i work a lot of times i work and i got i'm all sidetracked on preoccupied with everything else and I'm trying to teach my son a song. Last night we jammed. We played. Uh, I was playing a song on the bass and trying to, and I singing it. And I was, he was playing the drums to it. He didn't really have the beat down, but I kind of taught him a count on his, in his drums and when to hit a cymbal. And and uh, when I got to the end of the the end of the bar of the, the of the chord, 
It was pretty cool. And I played some other stuff, and he, he jammed. I thought I recorded it on my phone. It didn't come through. So now and then I have, I'm having this fucking, this, I'm having this, uh, I'm having this equipment, <laughs> equipment malfunctioning, man. I don't got enough cords, man. I ain't got enough uh, cords for the input and output and making everything work. So I got to go buy me some more cords. Because I've just been kind of just putting everything off to the side. I turned my drums around and stuff because it was taking up too much room in the, in the living room here. So I faced them against the wall and kind of organized a little bit better. So that was my New Year's right there. Me and my son just hanging out, fucking rocking out, man. It was cool. <laughs> and I got him an Xbox. So he'd been playing the Xbox. <clears throat> fucking uh, playing video games and shit. So he played video games right there on the TV. I have it hooked up right there in the living room and then... I'll be right here on my computer and the music and try to just like that stuff together. Yeah, so that's that was my that's my New Year's with me and my boy. Yes, sir. So I'm gonna I'm gonna kick it off then, man. <clears throat> Auditory harassment chapter five. And then after this, man, after I read this chapter, I got some I wrote some notes here because I want to touch bases on that uh some of this auditory harassment and how it has affected me and me trying to establish a rapport with uh with with the media with the news women in the media because i was um when all that stuff telling me to watch the news and shit and then i started seeing and i started getting interactions feedback with um with me talking to the tv and i'd get feedback from fucking females dude and i'm like yeah what the fuck i started um Started basically trying to utilize it as a, um, <laughs> as a, as like a, as a dating, trying to be a dating service or something, but I ain't getting no play. So I don't know. It was all part of the, um, the delusion as a, as a, as a, as a weapon against me to torment me with, uh, with feedback that some of the stuff that would get fucking tossed back at me and, and, and how it would affect me. But I'll touch bases on that here, man. I'm gonna get off on this um, on this chapter here. <clears throat> All right, so chapter five of the Guinea Pigs auditory harassment. Dear friends, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. First John, chapter four, verse one. Yeah. Exactly. Do not believe every spirit. And I, I made a meme about the about the uh, I took it from the have them all and about the maidens and do not believe the words of the maiden because it's all based in lies and a whirlwind of deceit and all that stuff, dude. One of the hallmark symptoms that distinguish between the mentally normal and the mentally ill is the presence of voices in the head. It is described as one of the symptoms of delusional disorder, psychosis, schizoaffective disorder, and schizophrenia. Referred to as auditory hallucinations, the presence in a myriad of psychiatric disorders has been the fodder of countless journal articles and psychiatric test books. For some time now, one debate has been taking place and the psychiatric community as to when the auditory hallucin hallucinations constitute mental illness. 
Traditionally, anyone hearing voices that no one else can hear have been presumed to be mentally ill. A more moderate approach ascertained the context during which auditory hallucinations are heard before passing judgment. For instance, it is perfectly acceptable to tell others that God told you to start going to church more regularly. God instructing you to kill your neighbors, however, is generally seen as mental illness. An even more liberal approach to auditory hallucinations holds the belief that hearing voices is acceptable in the absence of personal or socially destructive behavior. Moreover, the Hearing Voices Movement an organization started by Marius Rahm from the Netherlands has advocated treating AH with successful coping techniques learned from other voice hearers. To date, their techniques have not generally been incorporated into common psychiatric practice, the reason being <clears throat> psychiatry has increasingly become a mechanism of control and discipline rather than a medical art control and discipline just keep you sedated on psychiatric medicines keep you controlled and disciplined <clears throat> about taking your meds and how things you can't do certain things unless you've been taking your meds or you know shit like that dude there will be more regarding this statement in a later chapter. An exhaustive search through psychiatry journals regarding AH will turn up some very interesting facts. Most of the studies done regarding AH are focused on patients diagnosed with schizophrenia. Schizophrenia occurs rarely in males and females but differs in the peak age of onset between the sexes. Men usually develop schizophrenia between the ages of 20 to 28 years, while women may be diagnosed between the ages of 26 to 32 years. This is an important fact to remember for later in this text. Also, the geographic distribution of schizophrenia varies widely. However, people living in urban areas seem to be more likely to be diagnosed. Descriptions of the voices they hear include single voices and groups of voices. Schizophrenics often describe the voices as pers persecutory in nature, criticizing their behavior or appearance. Yes, that had been happening. It always happens. Always trying to make you feel self-conscious or feel uh, belittled or insecure and shit like that, dude. Okay. More often, the voices are described as garbled and unintelligible, akin to many voices in a subway. Yeah, they try to blend, blend in when you're around other people. And uh, and we always can tell, though, because it stands out a bit, a little bit louder. You know what I mean? Sometimes it sounds like somebody yelling right behind you like that happened to me just the other day, man. And I turned around, there was nobody there. Yeah, they'll, they'll blend in when other people are talking. Like I just said last time when I was at the at the gas station, I heard a dude talking at the, at the counter. All right, the etiology of schizophrenia 
and unknown or is unknown, I guess. All right. However, excess dopamine is thought to play a role. Drugs that limit dopamine production or block dopamine receptors are the mainstay of treatment. <laughs> yeah, the, the schizophrenia, like when I say right there, the um, I was auditory hallucinations. That's like I used to tell that to my uh, to, to when I was on a psychiatric program in, in, in prison, and I tell I would have auditory hallucinations, but I believed it was because I was self-medicating or you know getting high, so it was a uh, a meth-induced <laughs> hallucination. But I mean, but then again, it, it would even happen too. Still, if I was doing uh, of some of some heroin, you know what I mean? Uh, I'd be I'd st- I'd be nodded off uh, strung out on heroin and then I would still hear a voice so it didn't matter it's just it was just they tried to mask certain things through other uh, reasonably explained or explainable uh, circumstances as like medical or or narcotics use it is thought that schizophrenia affects 0.4% to 0.6% of the population a common belief among those diagnosed with schizophrenia is that the voices and thoughts are being inserted into their heads from an external source. Thoughts. That's like uh, that's like oh, old cat dog. Homegirl said her head was connected to a satellite. Her brain was connected to a satellite, so making her hear voices and think things, putting thoughts in her head. All right. Two startling facts are apparent. When one reviews the literature on schizophrenia and its associated auditory hallucinations, the same holds true for AH secondary to psychosis, non-schizophrenic, and delusional disorder. Though delusional disorder, that's like how I got diagnosed delusional by the by the psychiatric doctor when I was in Pelican Bay. When I told him, "Yeah, I'm, communicate, I'm communicating with the television," or it's communicating with me. <laughs> He's like, "Right." But yeah. Alright. Okay. Firstly, few of the studies ever mention the specific dialogue attributed to the voices. They are often described as pleasant, persecutory, or religious in nature without any specificity specificity to the content of the dialogue. It is almost as if it is pre-assumed that hearing voices at all regardless of their content, is a symptom of mental illness. Regarding schizophrenia, the use of white noise or static over a radio or television is often described as a coping mechanism to drown out the voices. This is an important description that will be further discussed later in this chapter. Secondly, there is absolutely no mention in any of the psychiatric studies of the possibility that technology exists to place voices in one's head. One would assume that with psychiatrists at the helm of the early mind control studies, there would be at least a suggestion that we now have the technology to reproduce the symptoms of schizophrenia. Thousands of people are currently voicing just that complaint. Individuals, 
Many of them professionals with no history of mental illness are complaining of hearing voices. The number of these complaints far exceeds published percentages of schizophrenia and delusional disorder as a percentage of the total population. It is my opinion that many of the people complaining of auditory harassment may indeed be victims of harassment technology and not a mental disease. I find it highly unlikely that large groups of schizophrenics voicing similar complaints would be corresponding with each other over the internet looking for answers to their dilemma. However, that is exactly what is happening. So does the technology exist to place voices in one's head or surroundings that only they can hear, mimic, mimicking the symptoms of mental illness? The literature indeed does illustrate the fact that such technology exists. Moreover, research has been underway for quite some time with the goal of placing communications in a person's head. Admittedly, some of the research has had noble expectations. However, most of it has been weapons-based research with less than noble expectations. So why does the psychiatric community refuse to consider technologic harassment as an etiology of auditory hallucinations and persons usually required to see them? We will ponder the answer to that question in a later chapter dedicated in its entirety to the psychiatric profession. For now, we will continue with the technologic causes of what may appear to be auditory hallucinations. I got to interject on that right there because that was making me, that was reminding me, making me think about uh, one of the psych doctors while I was in Kern County Jail back in whenever, uh, or in the early 2000s, 2001, 2, 3, somewhere around there. And I was, t and I was telling this guy that I was hearing, hearing these voices and I was trying to explain to him about my, what I'm experiencing with, uh, with this before I knew anything about this. And I and I was sitting there because I was in the hole. They had me an ad say, so I was sitting there with my handcuffs behind my back in the chair. The way this uh, explains it right here, it's like the doctors don't believe the schizophrenics or the people who are who are, who are, who are they're calling them delusional, and they're trying to explain this to them, and they're shooting them down, saying or you know what I mean, saying they're delusional or they're, they're schizophrenics and not believing what they're saying. And trying to place them on uh, on um, on medication to control them or sedate them. You know what I'm saying? So this is what this doctor was. The psych doctor. I'm trying to explain what I'm feeling, what I'm going through, and uh, he's like the way he's questioning me is kind of insulting and whatnot. <clears throat> so I got pretty much tired of hearing this guy, and so um, he was sitting there. I'm looking at him. He's he's sitting there writing on his report, whatever. And uh, so the I just jumped up and I just fucking ramhorned that dude. I don't know if I mentioned this before or not, but I ramhorned that motherfucker and laid him smooth the fuck out. Yeah, because he was fucking <clears throat> mimicking me and whatnot, or the way he he just was not believing me and what he the way he was his responses were to me were insulting and uh, you know what I mean, I'm trying to like uh, disrespect me and stuff like I'm lying to him or something. 
I just fucking ram horned that dude and laid his fucking stupid ass out. And that's what that reminds me of right there with that psychiatric stuff, dude. They're trying to put you on. And he put me on Halodol and Cogentin, some type of shit, dude. <clears throat> I don't take that fucking shit. I don't take the meds. Yeah. Anyways, some bullshit, dude. They're not aware of this stuff, and so they're going to not believe you when you're saying, hey, you know what I mean? I'm experiencing these uh, these effects, these hallucinations, or these uh, these realities, and then uh, treating you like an invalid. And that's how it's like. He was just like, treat me like an invalid. I'm like, fuck this dude. All right, so Dr. G. Patrick Flanagan was born in 1944 in Oklahoma and was known, and he was not like some old guy, dude. He was a younger, like, doctor, kind of arrogant and shit, you know what I mean? And he was younger and he was just fucking thought he was just from full, of, full of himself. So I really not like the dude's fucking personality to begin with. So, yeah, fuck that dude. <laughs> fuck that dude anyways. Dr. G. Patrick Flanagan was born in 1944 in Oklahoma and was known as somewhat of a child prodigy in scientific endeavors. At the age of 12 years old, he invented a missile detection system that quickly got the attention of the DOD. Man, I had fucking 12 years old, dude. What the fuck? At age 14, he invented a device called the Neurophone. There's that Neurophone that I used to refer to, man. That allowed sound to be transmitted to the brain through the skin. The year was 1958, and the device worked despite the crude technology of the day. As technology advanced, production of the neurophone continued with modern circuit boards and digital processing and to the current model that is available today. The neurophone does have the ability to place voices in the head that only the user can hear. How it works has only recently been elucidated. Apparently, humans do have the ability to detect ultrasonic sound through tissues in the body. See, there's that ultrasonic sound stuff, dude. Mm-hmm. All right. In 1991, Martin Lenhart at the University of Virginia discovered that humans can perceive ultrasonic sound through an inner ear organ called the saculi. The saculi. The saculi is, an actual, is actually an organ used for balance. However, when stimulated with ultrasonic sound, it sends neural signals to the part of the brain used for sound. It has been postulated that our ability to hear the pops and clicks of dolphins while scuba diving is perceived through the saculi. Capitalizing, capitalizing on this phenomenon, the neurophone utilizes two electrodes that may be placed anywhere on the body. The circuitry of the device has been engineered to provide a means for ultrasonic waves to be passed through the tissue of the saculi. The result is sound that, quote, can be clearly heard as if it were coming from inside the brain, end quote. Uh, sound like he was coming, like, from right behind you, not just inside the brain, but it's loud as fuck, like, and it's right next to you. And I turn around, and there's nobody there. All right. The current model, 
And I always wondered too, man, because I would be like falling asleep when I was in the jail cell. I'd be falling asleep and I'd hear somebody yell my name and it, and, and it would wake me up. I'm like, I, I'm like, what the fuck? Who's calling my name? And I'd be yelling at the door and shit. But it, it would sound like somebody was like right there in the cell with me. And it would be like a female voice sometimes, most of the time. And it would wake me up. And I'd be like, what the hell? What the hell? What the fuck? I used to trip on that shit. The current model of the neurophone has audio inputs that allow for music or meditation aids to be played through the electrodes and into the brain. Obviously, schizophrenics do not hear voices as a result of electrodes placed on their body that transmit ultrasonic sound. The neurophone merely, merely sets that precedent for obvious attempts to place audio in a person's head. Further research took the required steps to get the same results without the need for electrodes. Some researchers took the path of finding ways to place silent subliminal, subliminal messages into the brain while others focused on the audible component as a weapon and tool for harassment. The discoveries of Alan Frey paved the way for the latter. Research done on subliminal messaging is equally important and will be discussed later. For the most part, subliminal messages are non-audible and do not directly constitute auditory harassment. Huh. Subliminal signals are non-audible. Okay. And that's like too, man. I'll be watching the news and uh, I'll be watching TV not just the news, but I'll be watching TV and they'll overdub like what the dialogue. I mean, they'll overdub the dialogue to put their own message, delusional symptom in my brain, dude, as I'm watching. I'm like, did the motherfucker just, did the motherfucker just actually say that? Or am I fucking hearing, or am I, or am I hearing the fucking, uh, am I hearing a, uh, an overdub? So that kind of, you know, and that's to like confuse a motherfucker. Confound your tongue. Fucking bullshit, dude. Try to confound a motherfucker, dude. That's what they're doing. All right. In 1960, while working at General Electric's Advanced Electronic Center at Cornell University, Frey discovered that he could hear radar. The discovery came after a radar technician told him that he could hear the radar at one particular site where he worked. After some research, Frey ascertained that the sound heard in the brain was secondary to the interaction of electromagnetic radiation and brain cells and was not heard through normal hearing mechanisms. It was termed the Frey effect and set the basis for many ongoing studies into intracranial communication. Frey went on to study the non-thermal effects of microwaves and came to some very interesting conclusions. Microwaves belong to a part of the electromagnetic spectrum, which are included in radar, microwave ovens, and all cell phones. Their non-thermal effects can be as equally detrimental as their thermal effects, as witnessed every day in microwave ovens. Frey targeted various organ systems with microwaves and was able to reproduce at detrimental effects, including heart arrhythmias and sudden death. 
Modulated microwave frequencies, those carrying a second embedded frequency, were found to be the most damaging. Modulator. <laughs> the Earth modulator. In 1975, reported that microwave energy pulsed at certain modulations could breach the blood-brain behavior and induce neurologic changes. The DOD took a keen interest in phrase research. They were intrigued not only with the use of microwave as a directed energy weapon, but as a carrier signal for communications to be placed directly in the brain. This is now called microwave auditory effect and has been extensively researched by the government and private institutions. Finally, the need for electrodes, as with the neurophone, was a thing of the past. So I guess with the neurophone, they had to have an electrode attached to your fucking skull. The microwave auditory effect, MAE, may, has been extensively studied. Amazingly, in the psychological community, Dr. Joseph Sharp and Mark Grove were the first to capitalize on the effect while doing research for the Advanced Research Projects Agency at Walter Reed Army Institute of Research. In 1973, they were able to develop receiverless, wireless technology for communication and were able to transmit single-syllable words into their own heads. In 1975, Dr. John Justinson, Laboratories of Experimental Neuropsychology, VA Hospital, Kansas City, Missouri, summarized and verified Dr. Sharp's findings in an article entitled Microwaves and Behavior. It was published in the American Psychologist, Volume 30, March 1975, Number 3, Sharp and Grove used pulsed modulated microwave energy to transmit single syllables into the head. They were reluctant to attempt combinations of words for fear they would surpass safe exposure limits of microwave energy and induce detrimental thermal effects. Continued research has elucidated the most likely mechanism for the microwave auditory effect. <clears throat> the proposed mechanism is through a thermoelastic expansion of tissues in the head. Thermoelastic expansion. Okay. That transmit an acoustic pressure wave to the cochlea. Once the cochlear receptors are stimulated, the sound is actually perceived through the same processes as for normal hearing. In 2003, published in the journal Bioelectromagnetics, J.A. Elder and C.K. Cho found that the auditory response... <laughs> is dependent on the energy in a single pulse and not on the average power density. <clears throat> they also found that perception of the sound is somewhat dependent on head dimensions. Quote, 
effective radio frequencies range from 2.4 to 10,000 megahertz. But an individual's ability to hear RF-induced sound is dependent upon high-frequency acoustic hearing and a kilohertz range above uh, about 5 kilohertz. So what's that, 5,000 hertz? Also, according to Elder and Chu, hearing an RF-induced sound at exposure levels, many orders of a magnitude greater than the hearing threshold level is considered to be a biological effect without an accompanying health effect. However, it does not appear that they took psychiatric effects into account as health effects. Many people worldwide appear to be victims of non-consensual experimentation regarding this technology. The ultimate result of this covert experimentation is usually a psychiatric diagnosis of delusional disorder. Despite attempts by the psychiatric community to destigmatize mental illness, this diagnosis is usually damning to an individual's social and occupational well-being. Many of these victims are living a Hitchcock-type existence, knowing they are sane in a world turned insane. Another researcher who has done extensive research on the microwave auditory effect is James Lynn. Lynn is a professor and electrical engineer at the University of Illinois, Chicago, and is a fellow of the IEEE, Institute of Electrical and Electronics Engineers. He has served as a chair on the URSI Commission on Electromagnetics in Biology and Medicine, as well as the IEEE Committee on Man and Radiation. He began publishing on the microwave auditory effect in the late 1970s and has authored several books on the effects of the electromagnetic spectrum on human biology. In his advances in electromagnetic fields and living systems, he states, quote, Widespread applications of RF and microwave energy are found in RF article identification and surveillance on body sensing and interrogation, novel active and passive security and detection technology and proposed digital living network applications. End quote. Lynn concurred with Elder and Chu regarding the thermoelastic expansion being the mechanism behind the microwave auditory effect. Microwave auditory effect in an article published in Health Physics in 2007 entitled, quote, Hearing of Microwave Pulses by Humans and Animals, Effects, Mechanisms, and Thresholds, end quote. In 1996, Alfred M. Ackerman proposed another method to pass audio signals through various media such as gases, liquids, and solids. I see that right there. I've noticed that too. That they're able to, somehow they're controlling my physiology. And they had just made me uh, pass gas. And then also they controlled that heater. And then they, on that uh, thermostat, dude. And it makes the heater come on and such. So right when I was about to see that about pass audio signals to various media such as gases, liquids, and solids. They're able to uh, control your physiology and manipulate it. Make you have to pass gas or make you have to uh, use the restroom. Like, uh, I don't know if it's 
Like, my son does that a lot, too, man. Like, he did that earlier tonight. I told him to stay in his room until I'm done. And, and don't come out there until I tell him to come out. And then I don't... And then he come out and said, I have to... He had to potty and stuff. And then he always seems to do that. I tell him to sit down and eat, and he wants to get up and go potty. Communicating with him to do that, and he's being disobedient, and I have to discipline him. Or if that's just a way for him... I think they're telling him to, to get up, to be disobedient. Because it never seems to fail. He does that to try to get out of doing what was told. What he'd been asked to do. So they're doing these things, like I said, to make uh, my child misbehave. Because he'll get, to have him punished. And be uh, abused or some way. Like if he gets spanked. You know what I'm saying? Because then they'll repeat it back to you. Because after they done fucking manipulated his brain to uh, misbehave. And then he gets uh, punished. then uh, And then they probably elevate your own uh, tolerance. Or uh, aggravation with, with at the same time, and then they do that shit. And that shit's not cool, man. That's why I say you're a bunch of fucking pedophile motherfuckers, dude. I want to get my fucking hands on your fucking punk ass. While he did not specifically mention the human head in his patient in his patent application, I believe the method would allow for audio signals to be passed through the skull. Working for Martin Marietta Energy Systems Incorporated and funded by a contract from the Department of Energy, Ackerman devised a method to convert audio signals to electronic signals in the ultrasonic frequency range. The ultrasonic signals could then be converted to acoustical pressure waves that would transmit across a carrier medium such as liquids or solids. The acoustic waves could then be reconverted back to audio signals. This involves modulating the human voice audio signal on an ultrasonic carrier frequency that would also be carried across a medium with an acoustic wave. Once the carrier signal has passed through the liquid-solid medium, it can be demodulated, leaving only the audio signal intact. It was like sonar or something. Radar. Sonar. Thus, the system can be used for communication without the use of traditional radio frequencies. In his patent, Ackerman mentions that value of this method for communications where a high, quote, high degree of security, quote, is required. Covert radio frequency communication requires scrambling the signal or trunking between frequencies to avoid interception. Furthermore, the mere presence of radio signals could be detected and cause problems by, for any RF-based covert communications. By using ultrasonic signals converted to acoustic waves, the communication system would be impervious to traditional RF detection systems. In his patent, he states, quote, By way of example, not limitation, the disclosed invention is useful in a variety of applications, including undercover operations, industrial applications, and many commercial uses in various media. End quote. In other words, this technology may be useful for surveillance, harassment, and corporate espionage. This method of sound propagation could be expected could explain the harassing audio 
many people are subjected to that is described as sound that bombards them through vibrations in the home. Not to be outdone by the private sector, the DOD became keenly interested in the microwave auditory effect. As with most new discoveries, the government eventually finds a way to weaponize most novel technology. The microwave auditory effect was no different. Furthermore, all branches of the military began researching microwave technology as it pertains to both physical and psychological weapons. Termed non-lethal weapons, or if it, it's also called a non-lethal compliance. This class includes microwaves as well as other forms of directed energy that will be discussed later. The microwave auditory effect is specifically mentioned in the Army's addendum to the non-lethal technologies worldwide bio-effects of selected non-lethal weapon released through the Freedom of Information Act. This document, written in 1998, mentions the value of the microwave auditory effect communicating with a hostage without his captive's hearing. Furthermore, it mentions its usefulness in providing a disruptive condition in a person unaware of the technology. Quote, Not only might it be disruptive to the sense of hearing, it could be psychologically devastating if one suddenly heard voices within one's head. End quote. Moreover, microphones placed next to the person experiencing the voices cannot pick up the sound. The most troubling comment in the document states that, quote, humans have been subjected to this phenomenon for many years. End quote. Indeed, in a Newsweek article from August 22nd, 1964, and in an article from Defense Electronics, July 1993, it was stated that the FBI enlisted the help of a Russian scientist named Igor Smirnov. Smirnov had been researching the ability to phone subliminal messages in the head for many years. During the Branch Davidian siege in Waco, Texas, the FBI met with Smirnov in Arlington, Virginia to request the use of the, his technology to end the siege. Their plan was to pipe the voice of God into the head of David Koresh in order to convince him to turn himself in to the authorities. According to people who had attended the meeting with the FBI, Smirnov had bought only entry-level equipment that was not compatible with FBI computers. To our knowledge, Smirnov's acoustic mind control technology was not used at the siege in Waco for that reason. I know they probably put it in his head telling him to burn themselves out. Of note, Smirnov did most of his research at Moscow's Institute of Psychocorrection and marketed his technology to the West through a Canadian company called Psychotechnology Research Institute. PSI, huh? Psychotechnology Research Institute. Seeking U.S. partners... PRI went to SRS Technologies, now part of Mantech International Corporation. Interestingly, Mantech is based in my hometown of San Antonio, Texas. Weaponized versions of the microwave auditory effect and acoustic wave technology include the Medusa weapon and the 
S-Quad silent sound spread spectrum, respectively. The Medusa weapon, mob excess deterrent using silent audio, is the brainchild of Dr. Lev Sadovnik. The initial research was funded by the Navy from a le- November 19, 2003, May 19 of 2004. Under contract number M6785 four dash zero four dash C dash one zero one two the Navy was interested in using the MAE as remote personnel incapacitation system by inducing distressing sounds into the human head the research only made it through phase one at the Navy's small business innovation research system dr. Sodovnik Sadovnik has since continued working on the Medusa project through the Sierra Nevada Corporation. The squad, or the S-Quad, S-Quad, was developed by Dr. Oliver Lowry and is described in U.S. Patent Number 5-15903 as a silent subliminal presentation system. And the patent abstract the device is described as a system in which non-aural carriers in the very low or very high frequency range may be modulated with the desired intelligence and propagated into the brain. Silent Sounds Incorporated recently claimed that they now have the ability to analyze the human EEG, replicate it or store it and transmit a modified EEG waveform into an intended target. Specifically, emotional subsets may be stored, like an emotion dictionary, and entrained into a target that will display the desired emotion or behavior. Emotional subsets, emotion dictionary. But it's like they're already using like a, a, a feeling that's already there and trying to exploit it with this uh, emotion dictionary. Entrainment. And even how I get impatient with my son. Uh, of certain times. Do the same thing. I think they do that. Edward Tilton. The president of Silent Sounds Incorporated. Stated in a letter. Dated 13 December 1996. That all schematics of the system. Have been classified by the U.S. government. Silent Sound Technology was allegedly used in the first Gulf War to subliminally induce Iraqi soldiers to surrender, according to new two news briefs from ITV News Bureau, LTD, London. According to the new briefs, one of the soldiers involved was quoted as stating, quote, they were surrendering in droves, almost too fast for us to keep up with, end quote. An entire book could easily be written on the research and development of technologies meant to subliminally control the human mind or place perceived auditory hallucinations in the head. I have attempted to present some of the high points of this research to demonstrate that the possibility exists of technologically stimulating mental illness, simulating mental illness. Medical doctors are on the front lines of fielding the complaints of hearing voices as they present to family practice clinics and eventually psychiatric offices.
It is my opinion that the medical community is largely ignorant of these technological advancements. The adage that the patient hearing voices that their physician cannot hear is delusional until proven otherwise no longer holds true. In this book, I've demonstrated the government's willingness to experiment on the general public as well as the factual existence of technology with the capability of inducing perceived auditory hallucinations. Perhaps the medical community, when confronted with patients complaining of suspected surveillance and hearing voices, should rule out a criminal ideology as well as a psychiatric one. There are currently too many people voicing complaints of stalking, surveillance, and auditory harassment that are strikingly identical for it to be delusional disorder or psychosis in every case. While I do not deny that these disorders, disorders exist, I am merely suggesting that, with our known history on non-consensual experimentation, we entertain causes of auditory hallucinations other than mental illness in some cases. That's the end of that chapter. That's in the end of chapter five. And that's, uh, and that's history too. I just posted a, uh, they just had TI day, uh, number three, I think. It's been three years now since the TI, uh, the TI day has been established. And they just put out a video of freedom from targeting for targeting individuals. And I posted it out there. And how many people is there on there worldwide? They did a good job of putting that together. I've all I've I've been uh, been requested to put myself out there like that, and but I always I either just don't get around to it, or I just I decide I don't want to. I I refuse even to be a part of the community of a targeted individual, but I can't help it. I mean, there's nothing I can do about it. I mean, I'm I'm already thrown in there like that. Not say anything bad about the. Uh, the ones who do suffer, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm friends with them, a few of them uh, on Facebook and even personally like on the phone and we text, uh, message each other and stuff. They complain, they say to me, they're just going through it, man. They're in suffering. It sucks for them, man. I mean, I suffer too. I mean, and I had this one person, but the way they, I don't describe it like how they do. So I'm, they must have a different, somebody else that's doing it to them that are they're a little bit more i think maybe in my case in my situation is a, a unique circumstance because of what all is entailed or what's involved but one individual i had talked to had told me that she she has stopped experiencing so much targeting with the directed energy weapons and such since fucking joe biden got elected in the presidency so i don't know see how that's happened when I think it was Joe Biden, Obama's fucking vice president and Obama was the one who was fucking putting all that shit out there and make it even worse. And fucking, I experienced more shit when during that time, but I don't think it has anything to do with motherfucking presidents really, except for Obama did put that shit out there that, you know, and that shit's happening and we just have to accept it. Going, Fuck you, dude. All right. Let me get back on to hear what I'm saying, man. So I got some notes right here. And in fact, I, I mentioned in one previous one that uh, about communism, we did not defeat communism or Marxism. I mean, even though the wall came down, I mean, communism's still out there. I mean, China's a communist. Uh, I don't think Cuba's a communist anymore. Marxism is still prevalent, especially cultural Marxism. As it's known, the civil rights movement was basically a Marxist movement as well. It's communist fucking, that was a victory right there for the Marxists. The civil rights movement. Uh, 
know. So I mean, that it, it stuff's really it's it's trying to and it's trying to make it. It's trying to still rear its head, man. Your fucking head needs to be cut off. Be decapitate you, punk ass Marxist dude. So what we got here? So let me get back here. It says I got these notes right here. Touch upon the okay. So I used to when I was touch a touch upon the choose one to them have a female become a tool for emotional and psychological torment. So when I was in the bay, then I used to try to establish this rapport. I'd be with this uh, with this uh, with these females on the on the news, and I would get in these uh, responses and stuff. So I'm like, yeah, okay. There's like some type of trying to build a connection right here. And there's establishing rapport, I took note. Affecting characteristics, empathy, mirroring, communication, appearance, making the connection. So that rapport was established, you know what I mean, in imageries and fucking some hand movements or different types of body uh, languages and even words that would come through the fucking Zog box. And I had these favorite ones. And then, uh, you know, I was... And I had the voice trying to tell me, uh, the tell me, t- told me to choose one. And like, you gotta choose somebody. Like, okay, well, if I choose one, then like, that's fucking like somebody's gonna be designated. That's like the person I was like, I was gonna be granted a fucking wish or something. Like rubbing the fucking genie in the lamp and all that shit. Fucking, uh, I dream of genie and shit, dude. Yes, master, motherfucker. <laughs> Barbara eating, uh. Anyway, so fuck. Yeah, so that was going to be my wish come true or some some shit. But all it became was a fuck away, a tool for my fucking torment. Uh, and fucking uh, to fuck with my emotions and psychologically. And I would have here, I'd be, I'd become enchanted. Because a lot of the times I was enchanted. And, and, and like in certain things, something would be relevant or something that would indicate. And then the voice would say the name to like keep try, uh, influencing that connection. You know, to enchant me somehow with some some whatever it, some medium it was I was experiencing, be it music, film, thoughts, and they would repeat the name that person's individual's name, and then uh, as I got her, I have enchantments, repeating of names, and then I would get enraged or become angry. I would start talking shit, and then they would like try to bait and switch, and then and throw that person's name out there to refocus my attention, to focus my uh, hatred or anger against that person. And I'd be like, yo, fuck that motherfucker. You know what I mean? But a lot of the times I was trying to communicate and establish that rapport, but I was getting no, uh, I was getting no fucking, uh, I was getting no response. I was getting no reciprocation. And there was no reply at all. No reply at all. See, I could do little sound bites with that shit. You know what I'm saying? I had it planned. Like, go through, like, here's another one. I was gonna do a minor threat from Think Again. He goes, "You think it fucked my head? Think again." But I don't got time to just go along and doing that shit. You know what I mean? I could probably stop it. No, let me try it, here. and then go back. You know what I mean? Uh, let's see here. Let me try it real quick. I'm gonna stop this. Here's pause. All right, I got that one on there. I tried it real quick. Uh, I fucking, I'll just go back and edit. 
All right, so, uh, okay, so, you know, I'm thinking, fuck my head, you better think again, but, you know, a lot of that shit that's been all them enchantments, dude, and it did fuck my head up, man. I kind of traumatized, and uh, now I'm fucking, I don't know, man, I'm all fucked up and delusional. So, we're repeating a name, raging me, and then infusing a name to refocus attentions, a bait and switch, and that that caused me a lot of, uh, that right there, it caused me a lot of anger and uh, hatred towards individuals. It happened, they did the same thing with the radio host that I was writing up there in uh, Humboldt State University, and uh, that I was uh, corresponding with, and then um, they started doing, and, and then they used to like, uh, if I wouldn't write the person, they would fucking like, have all these type of, I would hear these voices talking shit, or other people around me would be saying stuff that was like, uh, trying to make me feel guilty or fucking feel like I should be writing a person because they miss me or fucking some shit like that. Or then they would start fucking doing other shit and uh, like moving people next to me. And then the person would be uh, or, or like and then f- that would like be jealousy type things. You know what I mean? Some way out stuff, man. I started ended up hating the person and writing them hate mail. You know what I mean? Disliking the person, I would write them hate mail, talking shit, because all this shit was going on. I'm hearing all this stuff, and my fucking head was getting fucked with, and my and my thoughts and my emotions, my feelings. You know what I'm saying? And uh, uh, it was I remember in the fucking uh, prison cell and shit, in the, in the shoe. You know what I mean? I'm already fucking sensory deprived, sitting in the fucking cell 24/7, and uh, and I go out and I go out to this little fucking patio, fucking with walls like 20 feet high, fucking once a week. You know what I mean? So. Anyways, I'm already in the fucking dungeon, okay? All right, uh, so let's see here. Following on social media, and they would do that oblique thing where I'd have to follow like a link and fucking it would be some type of message that was being putting out there for me to read. You know what I mean? All fucking, fucking cloak and dagger, fucking secret fucking code bullshit. Creating situations to reflect that would be like, something similar or say like there was a person that would like resemble i would be out and then <clears throat> out and about and then somebody would like resemble or somebody that i would shoot up should approach or something on the, on that i should be uh following or going after pursuing you know what i mean in the likeness of the said individual that was supposed to be my target of affection you know what i'm saying that was never fucking coming through and uh, so that brilled a lot of hatred and anger in me. And then, uh, let's see here. Yeah. Creating situations to reflect a relevance or relation which caused my hating or loathing the attraction. And then me lashing at the said person, like hate, hate mail and fucking shit like that. And then, uh, like I said, yeah, then I was led to believe or I would maybe my own delusional fucking suspicions that like, this was going to be a dating service for me via a, via a TV news personality. And they're always uh, encouraging my uh, communication or uh, watching the TV or uh, and pursuing these uh, these links. Yeah, that was a lot. That was a big problem for me there. And already I know. I mean, and that was that was like the, a tool of torment. A tool of torture <clears throat> for me to uh like the fucking like they did like a, what was it uh, uh clockwork orange and had dude there fucking his eyes peeled back and shit making him watch the fucking tv and shit and be traumatized so you think it fucked my head you better think again uh, i'd go like i said i'd go to new stations dude i'd fucking be fucking following new stations shit 
I'm stalking around her because I'm going to catch a motherfucker slipping because of shit. You know what I mean? I did that a few times. Even met some on the streets. You know what I'm saying? When I had, but I know that something, it was like a, could have been a setup and there was something about it. You know what I mean? Where I would have been uh, taking a, I've been a fall guy and so that's not going to happen. <clears throat> I'm not a, I mean, I might be fucking crazy, but I ain't no fucking dumbass, dude. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Anyhow. Realize, you know, that's this shit right here. Of course, I mean, these are fucking, uh, it's a total different, uh, it's a, do- it's, a, it's a different, what I used to say, worlds colliding. You can't fucking mix the worlds, you know what I mean? Because I'm from the underworld, and these motherfuckers are fucking in the fucking socialites and shit like that. You know what I mean? These fucking yuppies and shit like that. But then I always had this fucking thought, well, shit, it was like Superman and motherfucking Lois Lane. You know what I mean? I'm a Superman, shit. I'm a superhero in my motherfucking world. I get motherfuckers always coming to me. I got females. I got fucking pe- men. You know what I mean? Youngsters look up to me and shit and say, think that I'm a fucking a superhero. You know what I mean? <clears throat> fucking motherfuckers like me. I got comrades and homeboys the same way, dude. We're fucking about the business in our community. And so we were looked at that way as alpha dogs and fucking motherfuckers who, who handle shit. So, you know, I'm a fucking, I got the S on my chest. <laughs> Fuck yeah. So why shouldn't I have me a Lois Lane, or like how fucking uh or the the turtle the Ninja Turtles got their little fucking uh they got their little fucking news girl right there on the side, you know what I'm saying? So you know you got that little fucking that little thought in your head, and then all this shit's happening. It's like yeah, but motherfuckers don't want nothing to do with a motherfucker like me. Yeah, <laughs> fuck. Or maybe the way I used to be. I mean back then, you know, fuck. Or the the person that I used to be. I'm still the same person, but I just don't live the same lifestyle. So now maybe some things are different. You know what I mean? I'm fucking becoming more uh, accomplished and, uh, I would say, successful. Successful in my... And uh, and it's all I attribute, attribute it all to my son, dude. My son was a blessing, man. He's fucking... He's my rock. Yeah, I do everything for my boy. And as I do for my son, dude, that's that does for me. So... Yeah, it's it's he's my blessing, man. I love my boy. Ain't you supposed to be sleeping, boy? Huh? What are you doing awake? Anyways, <clears throat> come here, little guy. Come here, little dude. Why are you rubbing on your head? Huh? Man, look at it. It's late. It's already after midnight. You're supposed to... Bring me your tablet. No more tablets. Time to go to bed. And shut your door when you come out here. <laughs> no, I mean, uh, here, bring me the tablet. Set it right there on the table over there, little guy. All right. Give me your hugs. It's time for you to go to bed. I want you to go back to your room, lay down. When you go in there, shut the door so you can't hear me, okay? Mm-hmm. All right. I love you, son. Good night, little guy. Go to your room, lay down, and shut the door so you can't hear me so I don't keep you awake. Good night, Ian. There you are. All right. Ian, it's Ein. Son's name is Ein. It's a German for one. He's my number one. But I pronounce it Ian. I'm going to have to get on to him. Ein! Yeah. All right. So, shit. So, yeah. Fucking, uh... <clears throat>
What was that? Oh, about these women. Yeah. So, you know, I'm I'm still out there trying to think it's like fucking trying to throw my fucking throw my bait out there and see if I can get a bite. <clears throat> I think, uh, you know, I deserve a fucking good woman, dude. I don't know who doesn't even fucking a good woman. There's good women everywhere. Even some of the women I know are good, but I don't want to be with the same type of women that I've known in the past. I think I could I can do better than that. You know what I mean? And maybe I could find this um, woman that's the has the same the same sentiments or fucking ideals or like a soulmate or even if it was just a fucking a fucking just a one of those uh no strings attached type situations maybe fucking you know these chicks want to get fucking freaky and shit <clears throat> whatever you know what I mean so as I think about that and, I, and how these things in the past has affected me. Let's see here. I'm going to blast this other song, dude. It's called Chrome. You know, and all them chrome disguises. And it's it, it always gives me thoughts about looking at these uh, million faces, a million lies, and the eyes that I see on these TVs, man. These talking heads. And this song right here pretty much sums it up. It's got good lyrics. I think this band right here, uh, VNV Nation, the dude that wrote these lyrics is pretty good, man. It's has, has pretty solid.
right. Yeah, that's a badass jam. That's a good song. I really dig those lyrics. Uh, that's it, man. It's fucking but It's been over an hour and a half now. Yeah, I was uh, having a lot of... Uh, got a lot of issues with this shit that happened in how my uh but you know it's it is what it is man and i realize i see I see it for what it is and that was my own fault i guess you could say for being a fucking goddamn fucking lollipop i guess just holding on and following that i, I know it was, it was i was i didn't even follow it that much or fucking because i seen it for what it was then there and it just fucking stuck with me. It's been like a fucking cloud f- over my fucking head following me, dude. It's got a cloud following me. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. I mean, I can I, I, it's best I can express it. I mean, maybe one day I'll have somebody take note, you know what I mean, and dictate, and I'll fucking be able, you know, be able to fucking put this shit better, uh, express this stuff better. Then I can here. Happy New Year's, man. It's 2021. Uh, I got my promotion, dude. I stepped up. I'm doing pretty good. I, I mean, I'm doing all right so far. I mean, you know, it's it's cool. Uh, I'm still wanting to move out of this fucking apartment where I'm at, and uh, my fucking truck fucking took a shit on me. And so now I'm like, that put put me in a cross right there. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. I want to move, but I have to buy another vehicle. So that stops. That prevents me from moving. Hey y'all, fuck. Take care and I'll see you next time, man. Oh yeah, I'm out.